Well, hello and welcome to Minnesota Home Ownership Center's Welcome Home Podcast. This is the first episode of our season two, so uh, that's that's pretty exciting, at least to me. We got we got picked up for season two. My name is Bill Gray, and today we're going to discuss special purpose credit programs and the center's work with Twin Cities Habitat for Humanity on this topic. Joining me are the two main brains behind this work. Sharice Turner is chief. Program Officer for Twin Cities Habitat, and my colleague Brooke Walker is Strategic Initiatives Director for the Home Ownership Center. Welcome to you both. Thank you for having me, Bill. Thanks. Okay, so as background, um, Twin Cities Habitat and the Home Ownership Center were recently awarded $1 million by the Federal National Mortgage Association, commonly known as Fannie Mae, to help create a regional special purpose credit program for black home buyers. The award was part of Fannie Mae's Sustainable Communities Innovation Challenge, which was designed to advance racial equity in housing. With Fannie Mae's financial support, our two organizations are um, with uh, co-developing a regional down payment assistance program to support foundational black home buyers, and that is those who self-identify as black or African American descendants of slavery in the United States. This program will be based on a model recently developed by Twin Cities Habitat. So that's really interesting. Targeting support directly to African American descendants of slavery, and I hadn't heard that term before, uh, foundational black Americans. Sharice, uh, Habitat has a head start on this kind of home buying support, right? Um, you have a small pilot program in operation already? We do. And we how's, do. how's that going? It's going really well. We started with a total of about 91 consumers that were already in the program, and we realized that They've already trusted to partner with us. So why not uh, kick off this pilot working with individuals that were already in the program? Um, and what we were able to do, and I always like to provide some context on how we got here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because I think this is really important. About two years ago, we partnered with Dr. Brittany Lewis mm-hmm. um, to work with, uh, with us on an engagement project just to understand who, who what were their what was the experience like? Right. What worked, what didn't work? Right. And why we wasn't seeing the same success, right? right? So it was important that we work with uh, folks that were currently in our program, mm-hmm. but also community partners to mm-hmm. understand what is the perception of Habitat in our community, but not only in the community, but those that partner with us and why right. they wasn't having the same success as other uh, demographics in our program. Right. We learned a lot from that project. Yeah. It was about a nine-month-long project, um, focus group base, um, and it was very intimate. They were able to be vulnerable and share their experience. And when I say it was hard to hear mm-hmm. what that experience was like, it was. It was yeah. Because Habitat has done some amazing work, not only here in our region, but mm-hmm. internationally, right? Um and we have served primarily 85% people of color throughout our 37, 38-year affiliate history. But where we were um, not having much success was with our foundational Black um, consumers. Mm-hmm. So we had to understand the why. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear to us that who we thought we were serving, we were not, because we need to first understand that Black is not Black. Uh-huh. You see, the journeys are very different. It's very unique. Uh-huh. Um, because if you understand, um, you know, this, these systems that were designed uh, with us in mind, 
for us to not achieve success. Right. Um, and then you, we, we sort of adopted some of those same practices in our program and we had to pause, like mm-hmm. understanding like, why did we adopt some of these practices? Right. Not, you know, intentional. It was right. intentional, right? But we had to first listen and understand. Yeah. And that was the turning point for us. Uh, we heard directly from those that partner with us and um, understood what their journeys were like. And we took those recommendations, and Brooke would talk a little bit more about um, the, the 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 gist of the special purpose credit program. Sure. But those recommendations really allowed us to rebuild a model um, that will help uh, our foundational Black consumers achieve more or better success. Um, so part of that was making sure that we have staff that are reflective of those that we're working with, right? That's mm-hmm. important. They have to see themselves. Um, I, I I get it, you know. For, if you're going to tell me this is how you take the, these steps to achieve home ownership, I want to first make sure, would, are you a homeowner? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also, <laughs> um, you know, that I can see myself in you as right. well. Journeys could be a little similar. I can learn something. You have right. a lived experience. And I think that's really important as well. Right. And then also understanding their, um, just how life shows up for them. And it's a little bit differently. We understood that most of the uh, consumers in our program were Black women, single head, single head of household, mm-hmm. right? Um, and understanding that we had a sweat equity model. Mm-hmm. That don't quite work with a single mom single with two moms. children, right? Yep. And and I don't know about you, Bill, but I don't have 300 <laughs> hours of vacation time that I can go and dedicate to nope. building my house, right? Nope. So, and, and we don't currently have 300 hours, but right. we used to, right. to be very clear. We used to. Uh, so we need to understand kind of what the experience was like uh, for those that were, um, who identified as foundational Black and what the challenges and barriers were yeah. and what we contributed to yeah. those challenges and barriers. Yeah. So we had to pause and just learn from that. And reimagine what the program model will look like going forward. Right. So we took those recommendations based on what their experiences were, yeah. what the barriers were, and almost did the opposite of that, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, and this is how we landed with this pilot special purpose credit program to address right. um, uh, what those unique uh, barriers were in hopes that they would have better success. And yeah. we've already had uh, one homeowner. Um, uh, before the the new year close with the special purpose nice. credit program, and we got about five more nice. that are looking to close before the end of this uh, fiscal year, which is uh, June thirtieth. So we're pretty excited about this. That is yeah. that is super cool, and and um yeah, we talk about systemic barriers. Um, you know, uh, factors baked into the system that are that are stacked against you know certain certain groups, and uh, it's it's sad, but it's not surprising that those things find their way into everywhere. Like you say, it's not intentional. It's it's like how things are done, and yeah. you don't think about it until you think about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So I that's that's super cool. So um, uh, tell me a little bit about um uh. So we talked about who qualifies. I mean, what is this? What does this program do? How does it work? I mean, yeah. um, you know, I think DPA is involved. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Yep, it is. Okay. 
Yes. So we have a cohort support uh-huh. because what we heard from those recommendations that they want to see themselves kind of go through this with each other, yeah. right? Yeah. So we wanted to make sure that we had a structured uh, cohort support, a place where they are, is safe. They yeah. can talk about the experience. We can talk about different topics uh-huh. that are very specific to um, their to their history. How uh-huh. did we get here, uh-huh. right? Uh, we're resilient and making sure that we have those principles there too. So I'm, I'm, I'm inspired, I'm motivated, but you're going to also have people that are coming in delivering some of that with that lived experience yeah. too, yeah. that we can share information um, and be inspired by stories too. I think it's important that we honor stories. Yeah. Any story that come in that space, you honor that because the journeys are very unique to that person. Right. Um, once you don't fit all, that was the main thing that we were trying to not do. Right. Is have a one shoe fit all approach. Right. right. Really see them and design a plan that was going to be unique for them. But the cohort support was really based on the recommendations we got from the Foundation of Black yeah. Advisory Council who felt like they needed a safe space just to share and learn um, and apply different strategies to to their personal lives. Right. And then we do have a down payment assistance uh, support as well, up to $50,000. I think our average for the first home buyer is about thirty four, $35,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the other component. But then also underwriting criteria, you know, understanding right. uh, what the unique barriers were that uh, prevented them from uh, achieving home home ownership, let's take a little bit of a, a different approach to see how we are, we're able to um, uh, look at the underwriting and see where we can yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. refine some of that. I know part of it would be um, the alternative credit because uh-huh. we were not counting um, rent. And now we are, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're going to do alternative credit, you you know, you're calculating, you and know, fail cell phones and light right, bills, but right. why aren't you? Because we, well, we know the with a part. single mom, a right. single black mom, <laughs> I'm not going to miss a rent right. payment, right. you see. Um, I may be a little late on a cell phone bill, yeah. but a rent payment I'm not going to do. Right. Um, so why aren't we counting that as alternative yeah. credit? So that's kind of what we did with the underwriting. Oh, I love it. It's yeah. so exciting. And it's so cool to be working with you guys to expand this concept. Yes. Um, I just, I, I'm watching this with, with great interest. Um, so uh, let's see. Let's dig a little deeper into special purpose credit programs, uh, SCPs. SPCP for short. Uh, Brooke, um, you're kind of leading this work uh, for us. Tell us what these are, why they're important, how they work, this kind of thing. So I'm going to give a little, just a little context too. Uh So while Sharice and Habitat were busy uh, working on their, um, taking a look at their internal programming and how they could better serve foundational Black Americans, we too were trying to figure out how we could help advance um, homeownership in BIPOC communities and did the research report with the Minnesota Realtors Association Mm -hmm. that I'm sure you've talked about on previous podcast. And um, we learned just how effective DPA could be. And through that journey and all of the conversation that's been happening here locally and nationally and kind of in a different elevated way around the disparity in home ownership, this term special purpose credit continued to pop up. And, you know, a lot of people think it's new and it's actually not. It's a part of the 1974 Equal um, Opportunity Credit Act. And essentially that act made it so that when you extend credit, you have to do it fairly 
but it also put this special purpose credit provision in there that says we need to do something about the fact that we've left so many communities intentionally out of accessing credit and home ownership. So it gives um, nonprofits and private entities the opportunity to put forth um, programs like extending credit, like a mortgage or a down payment assistance program. And you can target a specific community um, as a as a tool to help kind of address the disparity. So as we know from um, previous conversations you've had, Bill, redlining and all of the things that were done to intentionally keep um, black home buyers or black communities out of home ownership, this is a way to correct that. So um, it's been talked about at a national level, I would say, for about almost two years, and it's picked up momentum. And so we were doing this work at the center about how do we do this? How do we better target down payment assistance? I mean, we have had down payment assistance programs in Minnesota forever, and we've used all these proxies, low income, um, where you live in a community, and all of these things have not worked. So similar to Cherise taking a look internally at their program, we just acknowledge that even though we've got great programs that are re reaching 40% or 50% BIPOC communities, we're still not closing the home ownership gap. And when you look at that data at a closer level, like you guys did internally, mm -hmm. and you don't just go under the bucket of BIPOC and you look at, you know, Black foundational Americans, you're, what you are seeing is, is that they're still served at a much, much lower rate. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were having these conversations, you guys were doing this work, and then this opportunity came along where we could apply together and say, you know, we're both committed for advancing Black home ownership. We acknowledge that what's been happening is not working. How do we use this tool? And how do we learn from what Habitat has already done? So that's kind of how our partnership came together about six months ago. Um, and we've been, I think, moving and doing some really exciting stuff Absolutely. in that space. Very yeah. cool. So so SPCPs are a chance, as I understand it, to, among other things, consider uh, race as well as other factors in eligibility for yep. these things. Yes. And that, you're saying, um, was supposedly okay ever since 1974. Correct. And we're in 2023, and mm -hmm. we're talking about launching one. Mm -hmm. So progress. But uh, do I have that right? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's been used. Um, you'll see it more in small business. Oh, okay. Um, so it isn't that it hasn't ever been used. It just hasn't been used in the homeownership space. Okay. Um, and we do have some national lenders that are taking some steps, but um, they're not uh, they're doing special purpose credit, but they're doing it by census tracts. So if you live in this community right. or you buy in this community. And that's been going on for a while, right? Forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now it's just kind of being talked yeah. about differently. And what we're saying is it's not enough. Yeah. It's still not enough. We need um, remedies that are race specific, just as the barriers and the right. laws that were in place that prevented people were race specific. Right. Absolutely. Um, and we have to be bold and, um, and people have to understand that um, closing the racial home ownership gap benefits everyone. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it really does. It does. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. as as we've said before, that gap has not changed. Um, if anything, it's gotten wider in the last fifty years. Correct. So, uh, no, this will be this will be really cool to watch. Um, do you think we're going to see more of these SPCPs in coming years? I hope so. I mean, part of the work that we're doing, right? So, um, Cherise talked about Habitat's program has kind of got many components, and we're just 
taking one of those components. And what we want to do is we want to pilot this at a regional level. So do a, a down payment assistance um, program and really do what we would call a demonstration project or a pilot and show um, how we can work together um, in this region. So um, for, our, for the approach that we're taking for the Twin Cities Metro, we're working with partners and consumers similar mm -hmm. to develop what this DPA would look like, um, how it would help kind of address barriers. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're gonna work with those partners who have been doing this for a very long time. Um, Build Wealth Minnesota, Twin Cities Habitat, NeighborWorks Home Partners, um, to actually pilot this and test this and see how it goes. And the thought is, is that um, if we can demonstrate its effectiveness, this can become a sustainable approach um, that we can use for the foreseeable future until we're at a place where the gap is closed. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is a beginning. Um, I think we'll see much more of these programs come online um, but we believe we have to um, start here, give it a try, demonstrate its effectiveness, and then really um, bring the resources we need into our community to make this happen. Cool. Do you guys know if this is happening in other places around the country or that we're kind of pushing the envelope here in Minneapolis, St. Paul? or There are a couple. Um, so there is a foundation um, in, I believe, San Diego, um, and they are not technically doing a special purpose credit, but they have said we've raised private dollars and we're going to serve uh, black home buyers. Um, and then there is a group in Colorado that is doing a special purpose credit um, and focusing on black homeowners in a small community. So it's starting to happen on a small scale, um, but it's very few and far in between. It tends to be nonprofits leading the way in this space. Um, but again, I think if we show that it works and I think the more we've been talking about this, um, the more it's become kind of common language. And I think industry is starting to see we, we have to be serious and mm -hmm. do something. Yeah. Yeah. I love that we're pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. um, uh, let's see. We we talked a little bit about how you created the, uh, the program that you do have mm -hmm. and how that's working. This is a new program that we're working to put together and launch. Um, uh, I want to ask how does a consumer engage in this? But the way I understand it right now is your Habitat's working with their current clients. Yes. Yes. And our other program isn't, isn't ready for. Yeah. I would say we're still, yet. we're still baking. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Um, so then once it is in place, uh, let's talk a little bit about how, how it'll work and you guys can, can play off each other here. Um, there's a couple of things I wrote down here is you'll be working with community development, financial institutions, um, uh, you know, how, how many, uh, families do we expect this, uh, program to, to be able to serve? What's the, uh, fundraising goal, all that kind of stuff. Cause I know we have 1 million, but I've, you guys have said it's more than that. It's going to be more than that. So let's talk about yeah. that. So, so the, the $1 million yeah. sounds like so much money mm -hmm. and it's really, not. it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a half a million dollars a year. So it's a two year mm -hmm. uh, grant. And really what that's doing is, um, helping us, uh, operationalize and have capacity, right? So that's just the money that we need as organizations through this uh, collaborative that we're doing and as, excuse me, the other ones that we're working with as well um, to kind of help pay for what it takes to make this happen. There's mm -hmm. legal fees, there's, you know, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And then we have an additional goal of raising just a little bit more than $8 million as again, just for this initial first step, this pilot or this demonstration. 
And between what we're planning to do regionally and then what Habitat's doing, I think we're looking um, for this first try to reach about 200 home buyers. Nice. So small in scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we need to reach in order for the black home ownership rate in Minnesota to be the same as the national black home ownership rate. It's around 20,000 new black home buyers. Mm-hmm. So again, a small percentage, um, but a step forward to show that this is a way um, that we can move forward and help close the gap. So, yeah. And then for Habitat, our goal was to close on about 20 uh, foundational Black homeowners every year mm-hmm. for the next five years because we just launched our uh, strategic plan last year. Mm-hmm. And we had a focus on racial equity and closing the gap. Mm-hmm. And this was just perfect timing because this is what the foundation was already built on. And this partnership was just so organic. Um, But we want to make sure that we're also making some impact in our program, our specific program. And our goal is 20 um, every year for the next five years. Mm -hmm. We hope we can get more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think in partnership with the regional um, approach that will allow us to definitely move towards that closing the gap for our foundational black consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is exciting stuff. Um, let's see. We've kind of gone all over the map here. Uh, I think I think that is what I had written down to discuss here today. Do you guys have any anything to add? No, I think you know. <laughs> well, you know, we want to learn. You know, I yeah. think this is important that we're taking this approach to because we don't know even for Habitat if this is the right approach. Right? right. We want to pause a little bit. Once this uh, cohort is completed, uh-huh. um, we want to do a lessons learned. How how is it working? Right. Um, and then pivot as we need to, and keep you know design and reimagine as we go along. Um, but I do think what this approach, just by listening and learning, and then applying, and then mm-hmm. you know, is something new for Habitat because mm-hmm. we've had this one model for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we're finally coming to the realization that this model does not work for everybody. So what I do, what I think is that if we build something that will work for those that we have not served the best, uh-huh. you build something for them, right. it's a win for everybody, right. right? Because everybody else was succeeding. If you look at our numbers, right? right? 85% of the people that we work with were from the BIPOC community, right? but we had less than 8% for those that were foundational Black. Uh, we're not okay with that number. Right. So we do want to build something that's going to work for this group, for this demographic, and then it's a win for everybody. And what yeah. we're not saying is that it's exclusive for Foundational Black. It's right. very much, and it's still an inclusive program. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand and learn um, what the challenges were so we can uh, yeah. really be inclusive to yeah. make sure they can get success too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's something that I think about a lot. It's like... Um, you want everyone to be able to succeed and be successful in the economy that we have, in the environment that we have. Absolutely. And home ownership is part of it. And, um, you know, needing some help to get over the hurdles of, of uh, down payment assistance and that kind of stuff, that's, that's legit. Yeah. Um, because if you're paying uh, market rent, you can pay a market mortgage. Absolutely. Most likely. Yes. So, I mean... Anyways, yeah, that's that. This is this is just really good work, and I really thank you guys um, for making it more understandable. Uh, so I think that's it for this episode. If you're interested in exploring home ownership for your own household, you can take a home buying class and enlist the help of a home ownership advisor for free by going to our website hocmn.org. 
our advisors and educators are embedded in organizations across the state, and they'll work with you to help you get mortgage ready, educate you on the buying process from A to Z, and walk with you through every step of the process. I want to thank our guests today, Sharice Turner and Brooke Walker. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, In closing, I want to acknowledge our sponsors, Associated Bank, Midwest One Bank, Old National Bank, and a new sponsor for Season 2, Bremer Bank. Thanks to each of these organizations for their support. All right. Thanks and have a great spring. Sounds pretty good, huh? Yeah.